Welcome to the latest edition of NRF's Regulation Tomorrow podcast, where we explore the latest developments in risk and regulation in the financial services sector. And today's podcast is on the consumer duty and part of our series of podcasts on this subject, uh, where we bring together our risk and compliance and legal specialists in London to talk about their perspectives on the FCA's new consumer duty. So this is the first one we've done since the FCA released its final paper at the end of July. And obviously everyone's focus is now on the 31st of October deadline for firms management bodies to have approved the implementation plan for for new consumer duties. So lots of work to do there. Matt, before we turn to the main substance of the podcast, can you give us an overview of the key changes in the final rules from the consultation? Yeah, thanks, Jonathan. Absolutely. Well, look, as, as you say, the final rules and guidance were released at the end of July and, and really there were a few changes to the substance of the package. And that's not that surprising in the sense that the new consumer duty has had a really long history already and it's been through an extensive consultation process. So what has changed? Well, the changes which have got most airtime and which clients are most concerned with right now are the implementation dates. The FCA originally slated the new rules for a nine-month implementation window, and that was obviously a very tight time frame, particularly given that aspects of the new duty apply to closed products, which mean reviews of those off-sale products with an active customer base to consider the extent to which they, uh, as products and the firms themselves associated with them, meet the applicable elements of the duty. So the FCA has now settled on a, a staged approach to implementation. All firms must be compliant with the full package of the new consumer duty as it applies to their firms on sale products and services by the 31st of July next year. That's a 12 month implementation up from uh, the nine months consulted on. But more significantly, perhaps firms need only to have implemented the new consumer duty in respect of closed products by the 31st of July the following year in 2024. That's something we've discussed with the FCA and then with clients with whom we've been working for some time on implementation. Clearly, that will be welcome by a part of the sector facing really significant changes to the regulatory framework. And for the purposes of today's podcast, there are a couple of new milestones that firms need to meet over the implementation period. The first of those, as you mentioned, is uh, the 31st of October this year, by which time a firm's board or equivalent management body needs to have approved an implementation plan. And the FCA has always been clear that firms should be planning for implementation from the earliest stage and not really waiting for the final rules, but adjusting their planning to calibrate for those when they're released. And then a second milestone, is in April next year, by which time manufacturers should aim to have completed all the reviews necessary to enable them to meet the four outcomes. Matt, there's been a lot of focus in the market on the April 2023 deadline and uh, perhaps it being more or less generous. Um, Can you just expand on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. That's effectively an obligation on manufacturers to have implemented the new consumer duty across the four outcomes at a slightly earlier stage, really, by April 23 in order to be able to share the necessary information with distributors to enable them to comply with their own obligations under the duty by July. So a good example of that's compliance with the price and value outcome. Distributors need to have distribution arrangements in place that allow them to understand the value assessment carried out by manufacturers. Rules also require firms to make sure that fees added along the distribution chain don't result in the product or service ceasing to be fair value. So to comply with those requirements, distributors obviously need to have received quite a lot of information from manufacturers up the chain. And there's actually quite a lot of helpful guidance on what this might look like in practice from the FCA. Technically, manufacturers do have until July 23 in order to implement any uplifts required to meet the full package of measures. But it does mean that by April, 
they need to have fully mapped and identified those areas and be ready to share the required information with distributors. That'll mean that in some cases, new distribution agreements need to have been entered into well in advance of April, meaning that work on those aspects need to begin really this quarter, certainly for more complex distribution chains. Yeah, thanks, Matt. I mean, look, this is a, a very significant piece of work on the implementation plan that's required for manufacturers, not just for pure retail firms, but also also for sort of wholesale and professional firms up the chain who have ultimate retail investors. Can you talk a bit about the 31st of October deadline and what it means and how you see it all playing? So thanks, Jonathan. Um, getting the implementation plan approved by the end of October this year is, is a really big piece of work and it shouldn't be underestimated. Um, while some firms will have stood up project teams and begun project planning prior to the release of the policy statement, many of the firms that we've been speaking to have been waiting for the final rules to land to enable them to plan with greater certainty and the knowledge of what the final rules and implementation timetable would be. I'll um, set out some thoughts for firms that are in that scenario where they may have undertaken limited or, or no planning at, at this stage. So first off, firms should identify and appoint a board level sponsor and accountable executive to lead and oversee consumer duty, consumer duty implementation. And this senior level sponsorship will help to ensure that implementation is given the necessary prominence and focus at the board and across executive management. And this is really important because the FCA has indicated that it will be asking firms for evidence as to the level of discussion, engagement and challenge that senior management and boards have had in and around the consumer's duty as they progress their implementation journeys. Firms will also need to quickly identify and assign both project and business resource to, to work together to develop robust implementation plans quickly that boards can begin to scrutinise and challenge well in advance of the end of October deadline. And ideally, businesses would table a draft version um, first for comment before a final version for approval and sign off ahead of the end of October deadline. There's probably five important steps to, to progress the development of an implementation plan that I'll just touch on. So firstly, setting up the governance over the project. Um, so a robust project board um, with clearly defined terms of reference and representation across key product and service lines. And also functions such as HR, legal, risk and compliance is an important initial step. I think secondly, identifying and mapping out the live and closed products and services in scope of the consumer duty is really important. Thereafter, thirdly, undertaking gap analyses across these products and services to support the identification of project work streams and the outputs of each work stream that needs to deliver will help build out the implementation plan. Fourthly, engaging with key stakeholders across the business to help scope the detailed activities under each of these work streams is important and this will take some time as the um, mapping of dependencies will will be particularly important to ensure that the plan ultimately hangs together so that it's sufficiently robust to stand up to board scrutiny and finally something not to be overlooked is to to book in if not done so already sessions with the board to scrutinize versions of the plan ahead of the 31st of October 2022 deadline. In and around all of this, it's good practice to wrap the plan into a project initiation document or a PID, which sets out clearly, amongst other things, the purpose, background and approach to implementation, 
along with things like the project aims, success factors, governance, risks and issues, as well as the implementation plan itself. And this will help provide a clear articulation of all relevant components of the implementation project and will be a useful document to provide to the FCA should they request information regarding a firm's approach and arrangements with respect to consumer duty implementation. In all, there's a lot for firms to do between now and October and not much time to do it. Well, Ian, thanks. That's really clear and uh, quite scary in some ways. Uh, look, there's clearly a lot to do. And, and the important point is it's not just the firms who obviously are caught. It's also those who perhaps don't realise they're caught and need to be thinking about it because they've got retail investors somewhere down the chain. And the FCA certainly expects all firms to have an implementation plan, as you described. Matt, perhaps just turning back to you, you know, clearly the consumer duty is not just a, a conduct challenge, but also in many ways a governance one. Can you just perhaps sort of expand a little bit on some of the points that Ian was making on that? Yeah, of course. I mean, well, look, what this means right now is, is as you say, firms need to ensure they've finalised an implementation plan, had it approved by the board by the end of October. So what does that really mean for firms' boards? Well, seems to me that board members will want to have had an opportunity to scrutinise the plan and the materials surrounding it from the firm's steerco and the outline assumptions that have been used to prepare it, for example. I mean, from a purely logistical perspective, firms should plan on, on a basis which facilitates active board engagement with the steerco. That might mean more than one formal board meeting between now and the end of October, so that the governing body's got the opportunity to consider the plan and a presentation of it, to challenge it, test it, and then board Steerco to have had the opportunity to reflect and then update the planning documentation as needed to respond to that challenge before returning to the board for approval. I mean, as Ian said, there's a lot of, of work to do and not a lot of time to do it. And really, it's important to iron out these fundamental logistical points now, as well as thinking towards the future and the consumer duty champion, which the FCA spelled out in the policy statement. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Um, Ian, just sort of finally turning to you. Um, Look, there's there's little time and there's a lot to do. Recognising that for our clients, we've come up with a toolkit to support firms in this critical stage of implementation. Would you be okay to just sort of take us through a little bit of an introduction to the toolkit and what it might be useful? Thanks, Jonathan. Sure. Um, so to to support firms in the run up to the end October deadline, we've developed a, a number of template documents that clients can use to plan effectively for implementation, and these are broadly broken down into two components. So firstly, there's some structured documentation to inform the development of a clear and robust implementation plan for the consumer duty that clients can tailor to their business model and sector. So this comprises template implementation plans of various levels of detail and a template project initiation document, one of those key documents that I mentioned earlier. And secondly, template documents to support clients in meeting the FCA's governance-related expectations. So comprising of things like board training, checklists of key questions to support the review and challenge of the implementation plan discussions at board level, and guidance notes for project sponsors to work through in order to prepare for the board meeting to approve the implementation plan. That's a brief bit of overview of the toolkit itself. I don't know, Matt, if you wanted to say a few words about the way that the toolkit has been developed for particular sectors. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Just a, a final couple of words on that and to recognise that the new consumer duty obviously applies across a broad range of sectors uh, within the retail market. And so the documents that you were describing there 
um, obviously will look and feel a little bit different depending on whether we're talking about consumer finance, whether we're talking about manufacturers or distributors, and then again, slightly different for retail investment business, obviously, particularly given what we now know from the policy statement in terms of the products and services outcome and the way that that links to existing obligations in prod. But given where we are on time for this podcast, I think we are going to leave it there. And all that remains for me to say is thank you very much for joining us today and for listening to this. And uh, please do look at our dedicated web page, which has more information on the resources that we have available to help firms tackle consumer duty implementation over the course of this quarter. Thank you.